so we're getting into the good stuff here. Uh, I hope you're feeling good with an open mind. <laughs> Some people call this activation a kundalini awakening or third eye awakening or whatever. And they're all the same thing. Uh, an awakening can occur through the correct activation of the chakra system, which I will be discussing very soon. And it can also occur through the process of contemplation upon the correct subject matter. Some people experience activation and have no clue how. Uh, you know, they have no clue how it happened because they aren't aware of their own processes to contemplate or their own emotional processes that lead them to awakening. And this is pretty dangerous, honestly. Uh, misunderstood activations, I believe, is the main cause for a diagnosis of things like schizophrenia and other mental health issues. We don't know what's happening to us and we just feel like we're going insane or we trap ourselves in uh, another dimension men mentally and believe it's the only reality now. Uh, we don't know how or why, so we don't know how to change it. Many cases of psychotic breaks from emotional disturbances are actually a certain level of awakening to a reality that we weren't previously aware of. And as I get into discussing specific dimensions, uh, we'll begin to understand that put in the simplest words, dimensions are levels of conscious awareness that project into reality because of our own higher nature. And this is something that can present itself as a serious mental illness for those who are unaware of what's happening. Please note that I am not a mental health professional, but also understand that most professionals don't really understand what's happening either. Their job is not to fix you, but to give you temporary fixes uh, like pills and therapy and to help you work through your own mental process towards something that makes more sense to you. Uh, there are so many things about us as human spirits that we aren't being taught. And if we're going to attempt activation, it's important to keep all these things in mind and move forward with your sanity intact. <laughs> all right. Activating the multidimensional self can be done through processes within the mind's eye through creative visualization and, uh, and, and all of those things I had discussed before. There is a little more to it than that, of course, but meditation is an important subject. I think a lot of us never really perfect meditation because we're often given unclear definitions of what our mind should be doing and this has a big part to play in our success at uh, activating the multidimensional self meditation is something we become familiar with as well as creative visualization when we start learning projection and uh, there are some very simple concepts that I'd like to address on that. When I was first taught meditation techniques back in 91, I was taught that the objective is to think of nothing. The idea is to be able to empty the mind of all things and to be present in this void uh, of relaxation, okay?
during a cultivation experience with an elderly bodhisattva in 2002, it was explained to me that uh, nothing gives nothing and that meditation should be upon specific ideas. In, in that person's case, it was peace and thoughts of love. Uh, and so then it became apparent to me that meditation itself can be done upon anything depending on uh, who is meditating and what their background is, you know, what their teachings were. The purpose for explaining this is to consider meditation in contrast of contemplation. For purposes of uh, multidimensionality, we have to remember the balance of being in two places at once, or more than two sometimes. Uh, when considering contemplation, we find that it becomes sort of a middle ground between uh, meditation as an empty space and complete focus as one specific thing or idea. While meditation uses the right hemisphere of the brain, uh, which governs things like creativity, the left hemisphere governs logic and science as well as mathematics. That is tapped through total focused attention. So the middle ground of contemplation uses both hemispheres simultaneously and uh, makes it a perfect process to use in the place of meditation or complete focus. It is the space of questioning and is equated with what we so often refer to as the space between worlds. And if you've been paying attention to any of my previous videos, you'll see why metamodern philosophy goes along with this information. Keeping all of these things in mind, let's focus for a moment on astral projection, uh, just in case some of you haven't perfected that yet. So uh, I wanted to go over uh, some of this stuff. The, the most effective method that I have found is what I call the second sleep. This is what occurs when you sleep for a couple of hours and then wake up. And the idea is to stay awake for like 15, 20 minutes and then go back to sleep without drinking or eating or doing anything real heavy, you know. Uh, when you lay down after, after you wake up and you do some really light activity like reading a book or going for a, for a calm walk or something, you know, uh, or even meditation if you can keep from falling asleep. When you lay back down, uh, it's, it's usually a very immediate sensation of either sinking or rising, you know, followed by the projection. Um, it's, it, for me, it's a fail-safe if I'm ever having trouble getting out of my body, and it always works. And I've gotten uh, really great feedback on this method, too, for other people who try it and say that it, it works really well. Um, the, the most common cause of failure in astral projection, I think, is the fact that we aren't really being taught to understand the process. Like, how is this working? You know, we're being taught to just get in a state and will ourselves out, you know, and it's not, it's not helping us that much. Um, so, hold on to your hats. 
I'm about to get all technical and stuff because <laughs> I want to give you uh, the, the mechanics of projection real quick before I go forward. In my opinion, there's a very real science of the connection between spirit and the physical body that we aren't, um, that we're not studying or we're not exploring as, uh, you know, scientists in this world. <laughs> Uh, the the brain waves we experience during sleep cycles is what makes it easier for us to get outside of the body and it's common to have difficulty projecting while in a waking state which is the ultimate goal um, it's the reason why I'm talking about this stuff <laughs> the the brain experiences beta waves in its waking state which are much higher or faster uh, in in frequency than other brain waves this is our day-to-day -day brain function in which we do whatever it is we do all day long <laughs> the next lowest or, or slower frequency our brain experiences is the alpha wave and this is the um, this is the brain wave that is typically the goal of uh, meditation relaxation you know and meditation for peace and calming and things like that uh, for for relaxing activities and uh, things like yoga and and stuff like that put us in that uh, alpha wave state okay it is believed that extended alpha waves have uh, some very positive benefits on our health and that's that's part of the reason why people do yoga and uh, regular meditation and, and, and such. As we move into this, the first stage of sleep, brain waves become greater in amplitude and slower in frequency. And, it, and, and this characterizes the theta state. Uh, at, and at this time, we move into sleep stage two and experience two strained wave occurrences known as sleep spindles and cake complexes. And this is when uh, the sleep spindles are, are an increase uh, in frequency and cake complexes are, are a sudden increase in wave amplitude. So it's a, it's a fluctuating, uh, it's all fluctuating around. And sleep stages one and two are those really, really light sleep moments where when you wake up you don't really remember falling asleep uh, the reason this is important to know is that when you are slightly focused enough to experience stage two sleep you might experience something similar to dysmetropsia uh, and and it's also known as todd syndrome or alice in wonderland syndrome and this is when you you feel like your your physical body is also like you physically feel yourself fluctuating, getting bigger and smaller, bigger and smaller, or pulsating, undulating. Okay, and that is those K complexes and sleep spindles, right? That are that are fluctuating. And dysmetropsia is a very disorienting neuropsychological condition <laughs> that affects perception and I have a fascinating theory on that but I'm gonna save that for some other time because this is probably gonna be a 
decently long uh, thing here. So <laughs> uh, it is the only condition I can readily compare to stage two sleep. And uh, it's often exhibited in patients undergoing integration of past trauma or split selves. Uh, and it's just very interesting. But stage two sleep is the undulating theta waves. Uh, it's your moment that that's your moment to detach from the physical body while you're still aware. And so if you can get in, into that uh, while you're still aware of what's happening, that's your moment to leave while you're aware. Uh, it's all too easy to fall asleep. <laughs> and this is why you have to find a zone of contemplation to stay in um, as opposed to meditation or serious focus. This is where you can insert the use of, of creative visualization of places or wherever it is that you think you want to go. Uh, it's good to start small, you know, like start close to your body or somewhere in your house or, or outside the front door, you know, start small. And um, using the space of imagination for the purpose of contemplation, it, it may seem a little different when you're contemplating your living room. <laughs> you know, you already know what it looks like. So what is there to contemplate? Uh, so think about what what would it look like if the walls had a different color paint you know um things like that just find something to not just really not focus not serious focus but just to contemplate to think about you know while you're waiting for that state um i have heard many great methods of getting out of the body like um, climbing a ladder that extends from your chest, you know, just reaching your arms up and, and grabbing one rung at a time to climb up, or imagining that you're floating in a pool of water and just sort of drifting away from your body, you know. So those are things to think about uh, if, if you're having trouble willing yourself out because just will yourself out doesn't really help if you don't know how. <laughs> uh, during the moment of separation, most people report physically hearing like loud electrical pops. And it has been referred to as the train wreck. And so I call it the train wreck. <laughs> it sounds different to everybody, but this sound is the actual physical separation of the spirit from the body. It can be quite jarring to say the least, and it's something that we all have to get past in order to master the process. Uh, I've been told that that people don't hear it. Not everybody hears it, um, and I'm sure that's possible. Maybe they don't remember or, or it's a smoother transition or whatever. I don't know, but it seems to be something that's pretty common. So uh, if, if you're not having much luck in the astral, I hope that this information will help you out because it's really important to to master uh, projection while your body is asleep before you attempt these activations and and real-time projections all right once once you have mastered astral projection 
uh, along with the mastery of meditation and contemplation, we can start to learn how to reach the theta state during uh, meditation or contemplation without actually laying down to go to sleep. This isn't as easy as it sounds, but it is well known among many practitioners that the theta state is the state from, from uh, which instant manifestation comes as well. Reaching theta waves without falling asleep is a great accomplishment. And uh, how will you know you're there? You just have to remember Alice in Wonderland. You start having that feeling of big, small, big, small, or an undulation, right? Uh, when, when attempting theta state while awake, you'll want to learn how to achieve it with your eyes closed first. That's just my opinion. You guys do whatever you want to. I'm just trying to help y'all out with my opinion. <laughs> uh, but I, I would say learn how to do it with your eyes closed without falling asleep uh, and, and sitting upright. And then once you can do that, learn how to do it standing with your eyes closed. And then learn how to do it sitting with your eyes open and then standing with, you know, progress. Try to progress in that way. Um, it, it's something that can take many years to excel at for some people. And for others, it may come quite naturally. So, uh just find a way for you to progress comfortably okay let's be honest here and acknowledge what kind of changes you can expect in terms of the physical world around you <laughs> you know when you're projecting with your eyes open like that uh because once once you're able to master achieving the theta state with your eyes open you can start projecting in that way and uh, it's going to be very strange. I can tell you I was extremely surprised at some of the things that started happening. <laughs> you know, so what's going to happen? Is the sky going to turn blue? Or will your pet look like a different animal? You know, like these things are possible. I don't know. I don't know your life. Okay. <laughs> but we shouldn't expect any serious large changes unless we've gone, you know, further than we really wanted to. Uh, you have to understand that neither time nor space are, are linear streams, okay? So it's difficult to expect what we're going to see until we learn how to identify and pinpoint specific dimensions through experience. Now, I can tell you one of the things that I experienced that is most often uh, referred to as a symptom of schizophrenia, okay? <laughs> Uh, when it, it seems like everything has changed, but nothing is different and things are speaking to you. Not in physical words, but you, you sense like a very clear knowing of messages, okay, from the higher self to you, or you are the higher self and, and you, under, you understand what you've surrounded yourself with in this life better you I hope you understand what I'm saying <laughs> uh, but you know we'll hear people say like well the TV was giving me messages in that show and this is the the typical uh, the typical sign of schizophrenia that we're getting messages from this and that it's not that there's a spirit speaking to us through 
an actor in a show. It's that when we hear, we're in that state and we hear certain things or see certain things that, that trigger those feelings in us, it feels that way. It feels very alive in the world, okay? And so when you're in, when, when you project in that state, those things are sensed as very, very real when it is a, a higher awareness of your own um, intaking, or your own processing of the surroundings you're in, right? I hope that I'm making sense. <laughs> when uh, things like that start happening, you know, when you, I, I had, <laughs> I had one of my paintings that I poured. It looks like a dragon's face, and I, I, you know, I sat on the couch thinking oh my gosh, this dragon is talking to me, but it's not really talking to me. It's just something that was already there speaking to my, uh, my emotions, and now it's much clearer, okay? So those kind of things, when those kind of things start happening, uh, you can get sent off on a thought journey, and and they kind of trigger travels that we, I mean, especially the first time it was like that for me, they trigger travels that we aren't expecting, right? And then reality, again, changes around us with this, with this thought journey and understanding of something else that we didn't really understand before, okay? So, I hope, I think, I think I'm getting a little confusing here. I'm trying not to. <laughs> but uh, this is why grounding is really important. And the next part of this uh, series is going to be specifically about grounding. Um, there's also another aspect to this that we really had to keep hold of during the process. Uh, you, you learn from activation and for travel. We feel that activation is the goal, okay? That's the goal. Okay, I've, I'm experiencing these things. I did it. I made it, right? And that once it happens the first time, that that's just all there is, that now you have a truth of everything and, and you can go on with whatever your plans were, you know? And this just couldn't be further from the truth of what we really are and of your first activation. Uh, because it, it is just that. It's your first. Uh, what follows is hardly ever talked about because most people get stuck in one dimension for quite some time if they lose sight of the coin. You remember the coin that I discussed in part two? It has become a very useful analogy for me in what we're doing here. And, and in trying to explain what others just aren't saying, about these awakenings and all the supposed divine knowledge that follows such an experience, okay? If we have landed on one side of the coin to profess the truth of ourselves in the world, that really is it. We've lost sight of the coin, uh, of the above and below aspects of what we know, and they no longer exist simultaneously to us in order to travel. We, we have to make sure this isn't an indefinite reaction, okay? 
for me, the goal was reproducing the activation at will for travel and exploration. And uh, it wasn't as simple as it sounds, okay? <laughs> After my first two times, it took over a week to make it happen again. And then I realized that I was accepting like one or two dimensions as ultimate reality. I mean, if, if you land on one and decide that's where you want to live for the rest of your life, more power to you because it's, it's a choice. Everyone is allowed to make it, all right? But if you want to travel and continue to learn, uh, you know, you have to continue being the observer of the coin as opposed to only being a part of it, all right? I'm working on a visual that I think will help us keep our eye on the coin. <laughs> but bear with me for now and just try to visualize and understand what I'm saying. Okay. During these processes, we're going to come to an understanding that our ability to manifest reality as humans are as simple as multidimensional travel, <laughs> which is essentially a shift of consciousness into a reality where what you need exists okay it, it becomes as simple as thinking something visualizing something into reality and this isn't just about material gain for me okay um, this is a personal spiritual pursuit for me and not everyone wants the same things in life so be sure to keep that in mind <laughs> we may or may not be on the same page <laughs> Or we may and may not be on the same page at the same time. <laughs> but anyway, I'm getting a little off track here. Uh, I, I, I hope this has helped any of you who are seeking activation. And there really is so much information to give you guys. I'm just trying to take this one step at a time. I'm trying not to rush it for myself because the telling is a process for me as much as the listening is a process for anyone who wants to hear it okay it's been a little difficult for me not to jump ahead of myself <laughs> because what I'm currently saying is a few months behind and in some cases a few years behind my own actual current experiences so I'm trying to catch up to my current state of being here and to help other people in the process. And I'm learning more and more through this process, you know, through that process of things I hadn't thought before. So we are learning together either way it goes. <laughs> I love you guys. Thank you so much for all the support. And, um, and I hope that y'all enjoy the rest of this series. I'm going to be talking about grounding next uh, and it's, it's very, I can't stress how important it is for your sanity. Okay, so I'd like to go into some details on that. Thank you so much for listening. I got to run and I will catch you next time on the Cosmic Crow.